On this episode of the program, we update the race, see whether or not the Nikki Haley hype is real. And we bring in somebody that has an opinion that may shock you. She loves female candidates. She loves candidates that are campaigning against people that are too old being in the government. But she hasn't voted for a Republican since the 80s. It's my mom. The return of Gloria Young. It's all coming up. This is made possible by Oh Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for Friday, September 8th, 2023. Your old pal, Justin Robert Young, joining you from Austin, Texas. We're going to talk Haley. Haley's Comet shooting, streaking into the sky, or at least that's what the hype told you. And we told you that the hype was coming after the first debate. But has it translated to the polls? Or is it all just vapor? Well, to understand the polls, we have to look at them. Here's my, my, my top line. Number one, not a lot has changed. We have seen a little bit of movement, but it is not exactly earth shattering. We haven't seen any kind of movement in the polls that I think would significantly move this race. which is very disconcerting if your name is not Donald Trump. Because, like I keep saying, we are running out of things that could shake up the race. Now, the one thing we don't know is whether or not the adrenaline rush of indictments will give way to the drudgery of trials. Does the Republican electorate that has very obviously been extraordinarily excited by the indictments of Donald Trump be bored as this becomes more monotonous or will it only become more intense? We don't know. But that's something pretty wild to bank on if you're any of these other candidates. And so we we begin with uh, uh, old Ron DeSantis. This is a disconnect that I just have with the rest of the press and a lot of people that like, again, I have, I have criticism for the DeSantis campaign. I don't think that they were far enough out there after DeSantis took on or, you know, was dealing with that hurricane two weeks ago. I think DeSantis as administrator is best DeSantis. You didn't see him do a big interview. He didn't invite somebody from the mainstream media to come down and 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 do an interview the, the the day after things went out of emergency zone it's it's weird to me I, I don't know why the DeSantis campaign is scared of its own shadow do mainstream press you're running for president you cannot run for president on Twitter alone 
there we go. So not criticizing it, but like for the amount of negative things that you read about DeSantis, you would think that he has already been passed over in national polling. And that hasn't happened. In fact, there is an argument to say that Ron DeSantis has hit rock bottom and is rebounding. Not by a lot. <laughs> but his real clear politics average hit a floor of about 12% and now has rebounded to around 15%. Is it close to the 30% he was at where he actually had a shot? No, it's not. <laughs> but it is positive movement. And if we are going to freak out because some of the other candidates below him have moved up 3%, then you should look at this and say, Ron DeSantis was a beneficiary of that debate. He did well during the debate. He at least did not do poorly enough that he is now doing worse. Vivek Ramaswamy had a few good polls, has come back down to earth. He is still leading over Nikki Haley. Right now, Ramaswamy is at 6.8%. He crested around 7 and change. Nikki Haley is at 6.1%, and she is on the rise. So, if we're being degenerates, and we are, you know, we're, 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 we're the PX3 crew. We're, we're looking at these things in super neck beard, dirt under the fingernails level degeneracy. The question would be, can Will and if Nikki Haley passes Vivek Ramaswamy. That would show a little bit of order in the world of, okay, it's not just a Twitch debate where the person who does the most dunks wins. It turns out incumbency means a little something. Experience means a little something. But if Nikki Haley is going to be serious, she's got to pass Vivek. And maybe some of the sugar high of Vivek has, has worn off a little bit. Now let's get into the chungus of it all. Donald Trump's current polling average is 53.6 in Real Clear Politics. He has a 34 point lead in the CNN poll that was released covering the last days of August. Got a 46 point average in the Wall Street Journal poll that covered around the same time. A similar 45 point average in the morning consult poll that was pulled over the first two days of September. However, his average has come down a little bit. He is now at 53.6. He was in the high 50s before the debate. So there is a little bit, a little bit of attrition. You know, this is, um, this is kind of like, you know, you, you guys know me. There's nothing I love more than going out to Las Vegas and uh, maybe you partake in a, a little recreational edible and uh 
You just zone out playing slot machines. Boy, do I love it. And here's the thing about Las Vegas slot machines. They've only gotten bigger and louder and brighter. So I sit there like a toddler uh, during screen time and I just hit buttons and sometimes money goes down. Sometimes money goes up. But when you're playing one of these slot machines, sometimes you'll see just a bunch of things and all the they're all crazy themes. So it's like the starfish supreme. And then you get four pirates heads and the the machine's doing a crazy thing, and all of a sudden pirates are stabbing starfish, and there's a clown doing a backflip, and you don't really know what's happening. And the number starts going, and it's like, and sometimes for the fanfare that you get with all the graphics, it doesn't quite match up, and that's what I would describe our polling situation past that first debate. Indeed, Donald Trump has gone down. Indeed, Ron DeSantis has gone up. But you had all those graphics and then a 25 cent return. (laughs) So you're making money. You're making money. It's just not nearly as much as you would have wanted. But the big question is Nikki Haley. and. Nikki Haley is somebody that got a lot of positive press. The press obviously wants to make Nikki Haley a thing. They want Ron DeSantis to die and they want Nikki Haley to be somebody that survives past Iowa, survives past New Hampshire and gets to South Carolina and has a miracle in South Carolina. That's what they want. That is what the narrative is, at least. I don't I don't want to go all they, right? That is what the narrative being created right now would say. The collective narrative, the Ouija board of the press. Everybody's fingers are on it. You're moving it. No, you're moving it. But everybody is moving it toward Nikki Haley. We will see whether or not she can continue this momentum and earn the possible stamp of approval. Of Gloria Young, the triumphant return of me, ma'am. Right after this. This is your update brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That's where you get not one, but two bonus podcasts of this program right to your Podcatcher of your choice, thanks to the magic of Patreon. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Head on over there right now. Get the $3 level. That's 3 bucks a week. By the price of a cup of coffee, you get two bonus podcasts each and every week. If you would buy me a cup of coffee, if I sat in your car or I ran next to you on the treadmill and I just talked to you about politics for another hour and a half which is around with, with, with the combined podcast are pretty much at sometimes more. Well, then it's a good bargain. You'd like it. Take politics seriously.com on Wednesday, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, a seasoned ophthalmologist and eye surgeon disputed Capitol Hill physician, Brian Moynihan's diagnosis that Senate Republican leader, Mitch McConnell and his recent instances of freezing could be attributed to dehydration. Paul criticized the assessment as, quote, misinformation and, quote, clearly not accurate, suggesting that McConnell's vacant stares and temporary lapses could be a sign of focal 
neurological events, possibly linked to the concussion that McConnell suffered in March, rather than dehydration. Paul pointed out that normal EEG, which was used to rule out a seizure disorder that McC in McConnell's case, cannot definitively eliminate the possibility of seizures, emphasizing that the medical advice given was, quote, not valid and feared that it might fuel further public distrust. Despite his disagreement with the diagnosis, Paul clarified that he believes McConnell is still fit to serve as the Senate GOP leader, but insisted on the inaccuracy of the current medical assessment presented by Minahan, a stance that notably diverges from the acceptance showed by other Republican senators. It is also notable that, McCann, that McConnell did face the press similarly on Wednesday, said that he will not be retiring, that he will serve out his term as leader, and he will serve out his term in the Senate. When asked specifically what caused the freezing, he pointed to the report by the Senate physician. You haven't seen anybody crazy break from McConnell. And I'm going to do some reckless speculation. I think McConnell's probably about as sharp as he normally is in front of people. God knows how many times this has happened behind the scenes. It obviously has happened now twice in front of reporters. But he does still, uh, you know... McConnell's kind of like Logan Roy in succession, especially the first season when he was like close to retirement and had to go to the hospital. But still, who wants to tangle with him? Who wants to go after him? You know, he never loses that McConnell. Starting from November, a year before the 2024 presidential election, Google will necessitate verified election advertisers to clearly indicate if their ads contain digitally altered or generated synthetic content, particularly involving realistic portrayals of individuals or events, the company announced on Wednesday. This move, which aims to augment the transparency and responsibility in political advertising, comes amidst the increased utilization of artificial intelligence and campaign materials, notably in the Republican presidential primary. The new guidelines, which exempt minor and inconsequential alterations, are an expansion of Google's existing policy against deceptive, manipulated media and align with regulatory efforts to scrutinize the integration of AI in campaign ads, a matter that has recently attracted the attention of the Federal Elections Commission and some congressional Democrats. What I'm curious about here, it's not odd that Google's adding this transparency element to it. What's interesting to me is that it is about visuals and not about generated AdWords content. Because I would imagine that the greatest utility that you could have in terms of political advertising or fundraising in a world of AI is AdWords because you can plug a, a chat GPT into a constant flow of political headlines and generate bid and post AdWords for fundraising faster than anything you could possibly do otherwise. The idea of AI being something you have to worry about because it might create a fake picture of Trump or DeSantis or Biden, to me is, look, 
we've seen photoshopped caricatures of politicians for years. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. And finally, the trial in Georgia's 2020 election case for Donald Trump could last around four months, not counting jury selection, said Fulton County prosecutors at a hearing on Wednesday. Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade said the government had an excess of 150 witnesses it intends to call in the case. Fulton County Superior Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee said it, quote, seems a little unrealistic to handle 19 defendants in 40 days. This with the proposed October 23rd trial start date. During the hearing, attorneys for Kenneth Cheesebro and former Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell argued that their clients should be tried separately from the other defendants. McAfee denied the request, saying, based on what we've been presented today, I am not finding the severance of Mr. Cheesebro or Powell is necessary to achieve a fair determination of guilt or innocence in either defendant in the case. The hearing, which was broadcast live, provided a peek into how much evidence prosecutors have in the case against former President Trump and his 18 co-defendants. All 19 defendants in this case, including the former president, have pled not guilty. The timing on these cases matter politically. Because very obviously on the Republican side, there has been a compelling case made that they believe this is political. The more that this kind of stuff coincides with important moments on the political calendar, the more not only does that rile up the Republican base, but you run the risk of it bleeding into those all too valuable independence. And that is your update. TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you need to go. If you want to get two bonus podcasts each and every week, we don't take weeks off here on this program. No, 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 no. I'm here for you. And now back to the show. A scoop from Axios. Nikki Haley's campaign manager has labeled both Vivek Ramaswamy and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as Trump light in a new memo to donors this week, mocking them for falling over themselves to copy Trump on everything. We quote further from this memo from DeSantis's territorial dispute comments to well everything about Ramaswamy. Both seem to think copying Trump is the path to success. This is by Haley campaign manager Betsy Ankney. Of course, they believe that their candidate is blazing her own path. In a recent speech at AEI, she criticized President Trump for lacking moral clarity on China. This comes after DeSantis' skeptical donors have begun to align with Haley. although. She does not have a very rich war chest. As of June 30th, Haley only has $6.8 million on hand. But does she have a stamp of approval from a woman who does not give stamps of approval easy? Trust me. I know. I'm her son. Welcome back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Gloria Young, my mom. Welcome back to the program, Mom. 
Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been a while. The people have demanded it. They've they've oh. they've rattled the they've rattled the gates. They've set bonfires <laughs> outside of the podcast. The the chants of Gloria Gloria have reached a fevered pitch, and now you are brought back to unanimous acclaim. Okay, well, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I want to talk to you about Nikki Haley because I had a moment doing the podcast on Sunday where. Nikki Haley has made a part of her campaign that she wants term limits for older politicians and she yes. wants competency tests past the age of 75. Yes. And I was I in my head, I heard you jubilant <laughs> yes. about about <laughs> that because that is something for like th that you have been increasingly uh, dialed in oh, cool. on that, that we, yep. we need, we need to, we need new blood. We need people that yes. are not uh, uh, older than you in, in, yes. in office running the country. And so yep. I was like, well, you know, I started thinking more about it and I'm like, well, you know, Nikki Haley, she's checking a lot of the Gloria young boxes, female politician, accomplished woman has uh, uh, done very, very well in traditionally male dominated Fields speaks very eloquently, but then again, he's a Republican. You have not voted a uh, Republican since the eighties. I don't think yeah. so. So, yeah. so this is the, I, I wanted to know your thoughts on Nikki Haley. Yeah. Well, you know, the first time that I really, um, first of all, I thought it was quite brazen of her. I think she was one of the first ones who announced that she was going to run. Right. She, I mean, was she was early. She was first. early. Yeah. 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 She also didn't and, have a job, so she had nothing else to do. So you might as well, well you might as well get out there. <laughs> OK, but for any for whatever reason, I thought that was pretty brazen of her. So I thought that was cool. And then really, the next thing that I heard about her was when I listened to your review of the Republican debate, because yeah. I didn't watch that debate. I knew that I could just wait for your review and I would get all the highlights. <laughs> yeah. So did you listen, you did you listen to point. the Patreon episode where I got too drunk? No, okay. I did not. I heard I'll, you talk about that. I'll give you, I'll I give was, you, I'll give you access to my Patreon so you can, I, 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 I made, I made a big mistake because I didn't bring my shot glass uh, during the live stream. So I was just free pouring the whiskey mistake. It's been yeah, too I long. Almost, I haven't, I haven't done I it. Was, I was almost going to go into mother mode and admonish you for drinking yeah. too much. Yeah. But I know you're a grown man, 40 years old, <laughs> and I have no way. There's no reason I need to admonish you. No. At any rate. Um, so when I heard your review and I heard her response on abortion, I was extremely pleased with what she had to say. Yeah. Because even though her personal beliefs and she was very clear that she's very pro-life and I think she had to um, adopt or whatever, whatever reason she couldn't have her I, own I believe kids. Yet. No, no. I think they had their own kids. It took a while. Like, I think they wound up having to do some kind of treatment, but uh, I believe her husband is adopted. Oh, okay. Well, for whatever reason, yeah. I mean, her personal beliefs are different, but the bottom line is she gave an incredibly logical and level-headed response and reply about abortion, which I gave her huge brownie points for. So for that, I really, I really, really liked her. I did. Um, well, here, hold on. Let, let's, 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 let's say, 
Yeah, let's stay on that for a second, though, because okay. I remember I had you on when Roe versus Wade was overturned and right. we we had uh, I kind of faked you out a little bit because I, 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 I brought up the idea of a 15 week uh, a band, which at that point had been on the table sponsored by the right to life people. Uh, right. And it was interesting to see, I think, man, I said this on, on, on the review, but more got done on the Republican side about abortion post Roe versus Wade than had been done in the last year and changed since Roe versus Wade got overturned in that there now seems to be in the mainstream two lines of thought. Number one, the whole point of Roe versus Wade was to turn this over to the states. That's that is going to be what it is. There's going to be blue states with more uh, uh, with more policies. There's going to be red states with less of them. And then the evangelical perspective. So this is the the uh, as far right as you're going to go in mainstream mm-hmm. politics was that law the a 15 week law across the the country which would be more right. strict than California or New York or other liberal states but still even then the the evangelical perspective under that law i think it's 98% if you have that law plus uh, uh, extreme cases I think mm-hmm. it's like 99.5% of all abortions that happen now, elective abortions would or medical abortions fall, would, 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 would fall under it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that's reasonable because, you know, a six week ban is ridiculous and they just implemented one in Florida. I think it's yeah. absurd because a lot of times a woman doesn't even know she's pregnant that soon. And even if she does the ability to go and, get a doctor appointment and get an abortion. It's impossible for six weeks, which is basically what they did by making a six week ban. I think 15 or 16 weeks is extremely reasonable and, you know, and it it could work and it would, it should work for most all situations. Yeah. Um, You know, so I I think that um, I, I, there's, there's gotta be just some consensus somewhere along the line. I, I think, so. I think that's, that's, I think that's what we're seeing. And, and so Nikki Haley's perspective is it's a state's rights issue. So let's, let's talk about what we are going to do in each state and each state is going to guide themselves on that. You can have mm-hmm. your battle with your local governor and state house, but her position, her, her you know, cause she has to have a, a thing to be fiery about is Let's stop lying to the American people that this is a thing that can happen on a federal level because nobody, not the Democrats, not the Republicans, have had 60 votes to do anything like this in a very long time. And based on how tight things are, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case anytime soon. I totally agree. So she was in my mind, she gave a very logical, level headed response. So that is pragmatic. That is the fact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like that about her. No this question. might be the first time that you have put the phrase, I like that an abortion in a sentence with a Republican in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, the other thing that blew me away, and I think you said it on one of your one of your podcasts, was the the uh, bill that Lindsey Graham had proposed years so that, and years that ago. Was, yes. Yeah. That, that was the 15 weeks. weeks I think, yeah, 16 right? weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, you know, and that was the pro-life side. That was the right to life people that, 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 that put that out there. 
Yeah, I mean, that that just kind of blew my mind. I never knew that Lindsey Graham could do something like that. So, well, I mean, it just shows you it just shows you how much we're not really all that divided on abortion. We, We were we were divided on Roe versus Wade. We were divided on whether or not that is something for which should exist or should not exist. But mm-hmm. in, in the realities of what people were doing underneath those protections, you know, if you're at 15, 16 weeks, that's I mean, I think fetal viability at the farthest edge case was like 18 or 19 weeks. weeks. But, but that's but that's like, you know, the, the, an edge case that, that's not usually again, it's like 98 percent right. of all elective abortions are before week 12. So at week 15, right. you're even right. probably going right. Beyond that, I think France is at like 14. So it's like we're doing it would be one week more than more. the French. Yep. And you know how yep. they do and it. Constant. Yep. They're, they're pretty liberal. I know. They're well, they're Catholic, liberal. though. They're liberal, but they're Catholic. Yeah, that's OK. You know, uh, so so anything else that that stuck out to you? She got into a fight with with Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, I um, I don't like him. Let you don't like him. Clear. I do not like him at all. But you want the youth. You want the youth movement. He's young. He's younger than me. I do want youth, but I do not like him. He is uh, too extreme. Let's face it. The I'm a great businessman that wants to turn politician. I don't go for that. You you cannot run. Government is not run like a business. In my opinion, yeah, government, you have to understand how it works just because you may have a successful company and maybe you're a good CEO does not a good politician make. So I I do not like I did not like his extreme comment about climate change. Um, I did not like his extreme well, his comment about. Donald Trump being the best president of the, <laughs> of the last 100 century. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shocker that one wasn't, little, wasn't up your alley. Yeah. He's a little too cocky for me. I just don't care for him at all. And I surely hope that he does not um, get the nomination. So, but there were other things that I, when I started to check on Nikki Haley, there were other yeah. things. I love the fact that she, the term limits, the competency tests, she actually has uh, at least she admits that climate change is real um, and that it is something that we need to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, so there were certain things. She also knows how government works. You know, she's been a governor. She was reelected, uh, you know, served two terms in, in governing South Carolina. So she knows how government works. She has some foreign policy experience and she was ambassador. The UN. So, yeah. Yeah. I think she has a lot of good. Qu- she's only fifty-one years old. Yep. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> I'm just thrilled that there's somebody under eighty that could potentially be president. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, if, if I were, you know, faced with the potential, I I could almost see myself voting for her. Voting for Nikki Haley in the general. I could almost see myself almost. voting for her if she were the nominee. Yep. I almost you know, could. I, when I did the, so for each candidate, except for Vivek, because he had never debated on a, on a stage like that, I, di- I went back and watched an old debate 
of theirs. And yeah, I listened to a lot of your reviews. So Nikki's, the reason why I picked Nikki as the person that was going to get the the most praise was because mm-hmm. watching that old debate, she has this it factor of kind of effortlessly being able to levitate over male politicians. And especially in South Carolina, you have a certain kind of male politician, you know, a a Southern, you know, there's a little folksy, it's a little, you know, it's a little looser, but she had an ability to not look stuck up, not look um, too, you know, clingy in, in a way that, you know, there's not a lot of female politicians or at least female politicians that make it to that level. So I, I think when, when you look at, let's say like a Hillary Clinton who struggled in her connectivity and likability, either you were all in on Hillary or, but she's not going to win over new converts. She's not going to show up and be like, Oh, you know, who's hilarious and really lovable Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Nikki Haley has that. She, she does have that ability to, to come out and, and just sort of feel like an adult in a way that isn't bitchy or matronly. And, and that's, that's unfortunately the sand traps that female politicians can often fall into with a, a larger unforgiving audience. Right, right, right. No, I, I think that that's a tremendous quality for her. So the key is though, how is she doing in the polls? We talked about it a little bit earlier on this show and she is gaining. She's she still is behind. A little. She's still behind Vivek, but you know, the, the whole race is just paralyzed underneath the Trump indictments. I know. It's, it's just hard for anything to get any traction when there is a sizable portion, there's 30% of that vote that will never vote for anybody else other than Trump. They just love Trump. Right. Trump's the reason why they started paying attention to politics. They are dyed in the wool, MAGA. That's yep. it. Yep. If it's not Trump, yep. they might not vote. Right. Right. Then there's about 20% that from with these indictments and you've seen his polls shoot up because of it, mm-hmm. that, obviously are motivated by the idea that these are politically motivated Motivated indictments and that if, if they don't support Trump now, there'll never be another Republican who's in the white house because this is how the, the, the Democrats are now treating Republican politicians. And so I don't know whether or not at some point between now and we are recording this on September 6th to Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, yeah. when these things, when this really starts getting real, yeah, I don't know if the adrenaline of the indictments gives way to a drudgery of a legal trial. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not, I mean, this, this Georgia trial is going to be televised yeah. It's going to be the OJ case on yep. steroids. On steroids. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, the, the idea that we would see, I mean, you know, uh, imagine if OJ and Monica Lewinsky were one story. <laughs> like, that's what we're that's what we're that's dealing with here. Analogy. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And so I think when that hits, if Trump, if 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 Trump is wobbly. 
then maybe there's an element of, eh, let's just get past it for that 20%. That 30% will be it's there with changing. pitchforks. It's over. Yep. Yeah. It's over yep. for that 30%. Yep. You're not breaking into that 30%. Yeah. That 20%, maybe at some point, you know, uh, it, it just gets a little tiring, but I don't know. I, I it'll, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to see. I think the more likely scenario would be Nikki as VP. Ugh. I don't know. I don't no, know. Nikki, Nikki as VP. Remember, this is not just a normal vice presidential position because Trump would be a lame duck. So that means that you normally in a two term presidency, when they happen back to back, like it normally happens like normally, like they normally do. Right. But the moment that the president gets elected for the second term, the vice president becomes more powerful. That's true. And That's so true. whoever gets selected as a vice presidential uh, pick for Trump will immediately become somebody that people are looking at for 2028. Right. And usually the polls sour on a president. As after they get elected, it's it's kind of a downward hill as everybody's yeah. like, ah, thank you. Next. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So I think Trump so knows that yeah. Trump knows yeah. that whoever he puts in there and, you know, if he's looking at at people in the suburbs who would otherwise never give him a chance or would just just pick him away from Biden, then that right. would be that would be a thing. You would set up a Kamala versus Nikki debate. Yeah. 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 You know what? You're you're right. That may very well be what happens if he gets nominated. But um, I don't know. I I I can't wait to see how it all how it all plays out, because, I mean, we are making history that's just so unique. It's it's um, it's one for the ages. So it is one for the ages. All right. Well, let's 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 flip over to the other side. Where are you at on, where are you at on Biden? Oh, Grandpa (laughs) Joe. I mean, he little, he's, he's such a nice man. And I know he really means well, and he's trying incredibly hard, but, you know, I look at him and I, I, I do worry about his um, ability to, to, to function another five full years. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's very concerning to me. So, um, you know, that's why I almost hope that they do nominate Nikki Haley because I probably would vote for her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that way I wouldn't have to worry about grandpa Joe. Um, you know, but look, I, I think that he's done, um, I think he's done under the circumstances. I mean, you know, you look at all of the numbers and the economy and the jobs and and the infrastructure project and the different things that he's put in place and that he was able to pass. And it, you can't deny that it's it's impressive. So I, I do think he's done a lot of good things. I know that there are plenty of people that would debate me on that, but. You know, you just you can't deny some of the things that he's done have been pretty damn good. Um, the the fact the fact that we haven't gone into a recession is is the biggest thing, and and they and they bet big with Bidenomics to take advantage of it. It's a high risk, high reward strategy because if we do go into a recession, then then Bidenomics is going to 
be a, a ring more, around his neck, right? Uh, right. You know, before before the election. Look, yeah, it doesn't look like we're going in that direction, and you know we have some of well, the best. Well, we're always just one. Rates. We're always just one, you know, gigantic. One step away. Well, it's like, 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 when did we, you know, like all of a sudden the subprime stuff, we're all, we're all rolling along and then a, a gigantic thing explodes. And then next thing you know, we're, right. we're, we're in the ditch. Right. Um, right. Right. Um, but, but, but you're you right. Know, all, all, all the indicators look good now and you'd rather have that than not have that. Absolutely. So, you know, and you can't deny we have all the best inflation rate of, you know, we've made an incredible comeback from what was it over 9% inflation <laughs> when he first came in and we're down, you know, below four, I think now. Well, uh, yeah, it is. It is growing at 4%. You know, everybody is still that's that. And that's, that's the big problem is it, it's going to be hard to run on the economy when for some people now it's not necessarily the voters that Joe Biden is talking to, which is largely fairly affluent city people. But for a lot of Americans like that, that inflation is still there. It, it is, it is slow. It is not growing at the same pace that it, that it was, right. but it's not like and it went I'm away. I'm talking about comparing our country to Europe. all the other, all the yeah. other countries that have been yeah. struggling with incredible inflation since the pandemic. So, you know, I think that that and, and again, look, I was a victim of the insurance rates, you know, going sky high. My home insurance went from eighteen hundred and sixty dollars a year to thirty six hundred dollars a year. And, you know, I'm a victim of all of that, too. So it's not like everything is rosy, but I also blame DeSantis for that. But that's another story. <laughs> another story. For another day. Um, you know, but all in all, I don't think that us as Americans as, as a whole can really complain about the situation that our country is in right now. All in all. And even with that, you're, you're like, yeah, but you should really step aside. You're 80 years it's old and you, and you are falling asleep at, at uh, official events. Just because of his age. Yes. You know, it's just his age and he's looking, you know, look, uh, every president, you see a 35 year old guy go into the presidency. And mm -hmm. if he makes it like, look at Obama, eight years, Come, he was, comes, what, comes he out start, looking 50, comes out looking, you know, double the age. It's like, you know, there is no doubt about it. The stress of being president is is mind boggling. And I, I, I tip my hat to anybody that wants that huge responsibility. I would never sleep at night, but the bottom line is, is, you know, he does have uh, years and years of government experience. He knows how the game is played, but is he really viable for another five years? I think personally what he should have done was he should have passed the torch Unfortunately, couldn't really pass the torch to Kamala. He should have passed the torch to another, you know, Democrat that is, yes. you know, young and an, up and an coming. Unnamed gay man no, who no, no, was no, the no. mayor of no, no, a small Indiana Pete. town. Not Mayor Pete. Not Mayor Pete. You're I off think Mayor Gavin, Pete. I think I think Gavin Newsom would have been an excellent choice. Gavin. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, that didn't happen. So now 
you know. So you like you like Gavin more than you like Pete now in, in terms of ranking ranking the bench. I'm I'm it's, shocked you're not. I'm shocked you're not on 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 the Gretchen Whitmer train. Well, I like Gretchen Whitmer too. I really do. I do like her, um, but I just think Gavin Newsom would have a better chance of winning over more people than look. Let's face it. I think there's too many people who are prejudiced against Pete because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I still think that there's, you know, um, you know, Gretchen, I, I like her a lot, but I just don't think she would have the I don't know that she could win over that many that many votes. Basically, I think Gavin Newsom could be an excellent choice. Gavin wouldn't take a but picture of me in the contender, that. by the way. He wouldn't take a picture What's of me that? in the contender. I ran into him at the uh, the Democratic National Convention in 2016. Everybody Gavin else would Newsom? everybody else would take a picture with me in the contender. He wouldn't do it. Uh. <laughs> so just so you know, there's family. All politics is local, but he was the only politician okay. that wouldn't do it. Just so you know. Uh, that's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, you know, he obviously made the choice to run again. And so now we'll see how it all plays out. But I just don't think it was the wisest decision for for himself personally. I just here. I here's the thing. There, there's a, there's a new book. out. There's a new book out that I have yet to read, but I've read some of the some of the, the highlights from it. And it talks about. uh Biden being a micromanager, like he's very hands on with stuff. And, and when you're in your late seventies and you know, everybody, even friends will go and say, yeah, you know, he's not quite as sharp as he used to be, but, and that's the good quotes. That's not the people who, who are saying, yeah, he's feeble. Like he is, he is not who he is. He's not nearly who he used to be, but if he's out there, I don't know what's worse, him lying about micromanaging or the people around him lying about him micromanaging or him actually micromanaging because that's the <laughs> fastest way to burn out. And and yeah. if you're if you're in your late 70s, if you're in your 80s, you're going to be 81 by the time that you're asking for people to, to vote, vote for, for you. you. Like, uh, I mean, I, I guess at that point, you just you just say, look, just vote for me. I'll get in a, a cocoon. And it'll just be me in in uh, you know VR driving a Corvette for the rest of my days. I'll right. just shuffle off. It'll be mostly me in Delaware, and everybody else will pick and it up. Everybody else will be doing all the work. Yeah, You're, everyone's I, gonna I hate me not, anyway, and we'll groom the next one, and it'll be a knife fight yeah. for twenty eight. I had not heard that he's a micromanager. So yeah, that kind of blows me away if that's true because. That's not a good manager, period. Micromanaging is not a good way to manage anything. So well, hands on, hands on is the way that it's described. But that's usually how uh, you describe a micromanager when you like them. Right. <laughs> you just yeah. say, that, yeah, you know, they're really hands on on a lot of stuff. And it's like, yeah, that yeah. means that they're they're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope that he is hands on when it comes to um, talking to uh, senators and representatives to try and get some shit done. Um, so there, I do believe he needs to be hands on. And I think he but, is. And and that's, that was, that was the thing that I always thought he was going to be, he was going to be like LBJ, who was the last time that somebody came out of the Senate that had spent so much time there. Yeah. He was going to be similar to LBJ in that. And he has to, to a certain extent he has, yeah. uh, you know, he, you know, when you go to the LBJ library in Austin, 
it is all it's just a thing I passed when president thing I passed when president thing there's uh, stuff that doesn't, that doesn't even get mentioned in in history anymore but uh-huh. he makes sure that it's it's all listed there in his library and I assumed oh, wow. Biden was going to be that but also he faced a more challenging uh, a legislative thing but yes. but that's his superpower that that's what he knows how to do he spent his entire exactly. life doing it Exactly. And that's why, you know, I was happy that he came in after Trump because he knew how the game was played yes. and he knew what he needed to do to get some things done and to get some laws passed. And, you know, and I totally I give him all the credit for that. So, you know, and then he lost his majority in the House and that was that. So, yeah. Uh, at least he had two years of it anyway to get a few things passed. So all right, you don't have to give me a yes or no answer. Yeah. You just have to tell me if you think about it. Okay. General election. Joe Biden has like a really, like he has like a Mitch McConnell moment during one of the debates, right? Something where it's like, geez, oh my God. Like, like one of those kind of moments. On the other side, it's Trump and Nikki Haley. Are you thinking about it? You don't have to say yes or no. Are you thinking are you are you giving yourself permission to think about it? I would not even think about it. You can't cross that. No matter how much you might like Nikki Haley, you could never you could never vote for Trump. No, never, never. I'm a never Trumper, no matter what. Would you think about not voting for Biden? Also, Florida is probably not going to matter anyway. So like your vote doesn't count. Exactly. My yeah. vote is basically useless in Florida which really annoys the hell out of me. Oh, we had um, a good run. We had a good run. No, we didn't. We <laughs> haven't had mean? a good we... run in years. No, it was, it was, it was viable. Your vote mattered for, for a lot of years. Well, it's probably been 20 years since it mattered, but anyway, no, you no, might, you might've I... lost, you might've lost, but, but no, no, come on. Obama, Obama was, uh, uh, he took Florida. Oh, he did take Florida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I thought you were talking more about governors and whatnot. No, governors. It's so, been a minute, but that's because the state, yeah. uh, the the state Democrats are garbage. They are terrible. Yeah, they are. There's no yeah. question about it. They really need to up their game. They need to get their act together. Um, anyway, no, I wouldn't even think about it, even with a McConnell moment. That's actually a new line now. A McConnell moment. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I mean, that's scary what's happening to him. And the fact that they're just poo pooing it and saying, oh, no, he's fine. Sorry, I don't buy that. And he's another one. He needs to know when to step down. Him, uh, Diane Feinstein, Feinstein, you know, they they need to to walk away already. It's it's enough time. Go. So, well, anyway, you know, yeah, it's um, the thing with McConnell is that. He, he certainly has some some he's like an old iPad, like like you can it's going to work <laughs> fine for a while. But every once in a while, it freezes up and you have to reset it. Just it. Freezes up. it just freezes up. <laughs> Feinstein is like a, a, a dead iPod. Like it is a just dead, it barely turns no question. on. No question about it. I mean, and, and this is where they they basically just need to recognize that it's time to pass the torch. Come on already. It's enough. 
They've served, and and I, I that's what I hope to God Nikki Haley really does become president someday, so she can put these term <laughs> limits and and competency tests into place because we need them in our government. We need them desperately. So, Mom, thank you my so opinion. much. You're gonna be. This is gonna be the number one episode. Everyone's gonna scream and yell. We have to have you on <laughs> more often, and I agree with them already. Uh, thank you so much, Mo. Uh, it's my pleasure. My regards to everyone. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, 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 written written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. Our show is edited by Brett Stewart. If you want to email the show, it is theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Our Twitter is px3tweets for the show, at Justin R. Young for me. Find me live on Twitch for special events and morning get-togethers. px3live.com. That is letter P, letter X, number three, live.com. You want to support me with a one-time donation? It is paypal.me slash payjury. Venmo is justin-young-20, and our cash app is px3cash. Send anything you'd like. To my P.O. Box, P.O. Box 1531-84, Austin, Texas, 78715. One more reminder that the $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts each and every week at TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And the $10 tier gets you that, plus your name right at the end of each and every show. Like these fine folks in the Titanic $10 tier. And a reminder, if you're in this... Go to your inbox. Should be something from Patreon. So you can get your updated nickname if you'd like one. Otherwise, I'm just going to read your first name. Amanda, Ye Old Pinball Shop, John, TP4 Bongo, Sam, John, Edwin, Kathy, Kathy Mack, and Vote Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. Brian Edison. Jeremy, Severio, Sarah, Matthew, Dr. G, Neil, his nerdiness, Charles, Darren, Idris Arslanian, Berkeley, Stephen, Nomadic Terran, Molly's delightful demeanor, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, Dustin, Brad, Bassam, D. Laser, Nick, Just Another Pilot, Middle Age Mike, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, The Gen, D. Really? Chopper, and Andrew. If you would like your name read, on this program, only one place to do it. Take politics seriously.com. And that wraps us up for this week. We're back at it again on Sunday for patrons and Wednesday for everybody else. Till then, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics, but this, this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh! Three! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.